title tonight is, Who and What is the Church? Who is the church and what is the church? Who and what is the church? Tonight and, and in this series, um, I'm going to hit a number of things from different directions, but tonight we're, we're looking at, I'm looking at developing your faith and empowering you to walk by faith. Developing your faith, what that looks like, and, and walking by faith, using your faith, putting your faith to work. Not just talking about having faith, but actually putting it to work. <clears throat> the church, and what we're talking about is who and what is the church, but the church should have great influence because of the wisdom and the favor of God, the church should have great influence. Um, I feel like that the world is looking for leaders. The world's looking for somebody to lead them. This country's looking for a leader. You can agree with that or not agree with it, but I'm just telling you, but I'm just saying people are looking for leaders to lead, amen? And everybody was created to lead. And God set us up to lead through His wisdom and His favor so that when you lead, you're impacting the people around you. You're making a difference with His wisdom and His favor. Throughout the series, I'm going to constantly remind you, I'm going to remind you of scriptures and passages and things that I say that will define who and what the church is. But we were created to lead, to be leaders. The world is looking for leaders, and I believe that the church of Jesus Christ is stepping up. I believe it is. It has to. We cannot, we cannot turn our tail between our legs and, and, and cow down and give in. We've got to rise up and be who God created us to be. I'll tell you, the difference in a God leader and a worldly leader is a God leader has to lead through the love of God. Huge difference. So no matter whether people agree with you or not, you can't be mad at humanity and lead. You can't be ruled by your emotions and lead humanity. You can't be moved by public opinion and lead through the wisdom and the favor of God. Because you'll never hear the voice of the Spirit of God in the things that you're to lead others with. In everything that we do. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do. You were created to be a leader. That's right. Amen. And we lead through His wisdom and His favor. And as I've said this many times, His wisdom is His Word. Amen. The knowledge of God's Word, what's extracted from the knowledge is the wisdom of God. But you can't separate the wisdom of God from the Word of God. They're one and the same. The wisdom of God, the Word of God is what makes the difference 
in the way we think and how we operate and how we lead. Say this after me. I am a leader. God created you to be a leader. That's part of who the church is. Who's the church? It's us. But what that looks like is us leading, not following. I mean, you follow when you're supposed to follow, but God created us to lead. Every one of us. In our own worlds. Like Joyce Meyer says, even if you're called to lead your dog down the street, everybody's called to lead. Amen. Ephesians 1, 22 and 23. And he put all things under his feet. The Father put everything under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to who? To the church. He gave him to be the head over everything to the church. Watch this, comma, which is his body. The fullness of Him fills all of us. So, 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 you, so if we're the church, who's the church? We're the church, right? But what is the church? It's His body. So I'm answering those two questions in our title, who and what is the church? We're the church, but what is the church? It's His body, meaning it's the body in action. And there's nothing that we don't have that we need to operate as leaders in the world as the body of Christ because the fullness of Him fills all of us. And so if I have His fullness, then I don't lack anything. That's where the wisdom of God comes into play. It's His wisdom that empowers me to lead with that influence where I'm influencing people's lives everywhere I go. It's a full-time job. I'll say it again, it's a full-time job. Proverbs 3 and verse 1. Follow with me, and I'm going to read a number of passages of Scripture, but just follow, because I want you to see these two questions answered in your life as as we're reading this. Proverbs 3 and verse 1. My son, do not forget my law or my word or my wisdom. But let your heart keep my commands. Where do you get that from? From the Word of God. What does it produce? Length of days and long life and peace. Length of days, long life, and peace. Live here a long time in peace. Live long, fulfilled days worth living in peace when you don't forget the Word. When you put the Word first. When the Word becomes final authority to settle all questions or issues you have in life, when the Word becomes that as it's being developed, that's the life you can be promised. See, because when He promises something, He doesn't ever go back on a promise. So I see right there, my job, my part is, don't forget the Word. Don't forget the Word. How do you do that? Go back to our daily routines, how we develop and we've promoted our daily routines. We have to have a daily routine in God's Word. That's how we don't forget it. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. 
Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart. So, and so find favor and high esteem. Find favor and high esteem or influence in the sight of God and man. So when you don't forget the word, when you keep the word before you day and night, day and night, day and night, you make it a part of your life, then you have great favor and influence with God and man. One thing to say that we have the favor of God, but then another thing to see it working with men, with people, men and women alike, with people on on planet earth, with mankind. That's who and what the church is. Who's the church? People that don't forget the word. What is the church? The manifestation of God's favor with God and man. Because we didn't forget the word. Can you say amen to that? Psalm 512, favorite verse of scripture of mine. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor You will surround him as with a shield. Everywhere we go, the favor of God, the wisdom of God, the blessing of God is encamped around about us. It's like a shield everywhere that we go when we don't forget the Word. When we don't forget it. The wisdom of God is the Word of God. Amen. I read this in the last message uh, on, on the video that, I, that you saw on Wednesday, <clears throat> I read Ephesians 4, and I want to read it again, starting with verse 7. <clears throat> now remember, we're talking about who and what the church is, starting with verse 7 of Ephesians 4. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive. And gave gifts to men. Now this, he ascended. What does it mean but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. That he might fill all things. (laughs) He has filled us to overflowing. We are filled up. Amen. You can't get any more than being filled. Hmm? You go put gas in your car and you top it off and, and it stops. You can, you can use the, the handle a little bit, you know, to try to get a little, but then it'll pour out on, to, on you. You don't, want, you don't need that. Just fill it up to the full. You don't need any more. You can't fit any more in there. There's no more of God to get than what you got when you got born again. The fullness of God. And He came, that's what He came to do, to fill us. And He Himself gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to do what? Equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, until we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, speaking the truth in love. Now, let me ask you this. How do we put the word first? 
you're here tonight on purpose, right? You didn't show up here by accident. You got in your car, you purpose, you made up your mind, you're coming, and you're sitting here. I'm ministering to you what God told me to minister in this series, and I'm ministering it to you, and if you'll embrace it and receive it, it'll do something in your life. How many liked Roxanne's word on Sunday? Amen? I, I just heard all kinds of word, testimonies about how great that the word was and the prophetic words. But he gave some as apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers to do what? To equip the saints so that we can be built up, right, to be able to do what? To be influencers wherever we go. And I'm not just talking about on social media. Hmm? I'd rather be an influencer face-to-face than I would be, I mean, I'm not going to say that, it sounds super spiritual, you know, I don't need to be an influencer. Yeah, yeah, you can. You be, be, if you need to be an influencer and that's what God's called you to do, do it on social media, okay? But I'm saying, I want influence with people face-to-face that is connection and real and you're making a difference in the things of people's lives. You can do it on social media too. I, I shouldn't have said that. I was stupid. You can do it. But I'm just saying, if you're an influencer, you're an influencer because it's real and it's coming from God to make a difference. And it'll make a difference in everybody's life around us. That's what he's saying right here. To equip the saints, do the work of the ministry, the edifying of the body of Christ, amen, until. Until what? Till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. That's what we're developing in our lives. Everybody say, I'm not quitting. Say it out loud. I'm not quitting. We're not going to quit. We're not throwing in the towel. We're staying with this because the world is looking for you to lead them. The people in your world, the world you live in, people are looking. That maybe the rest of the planet doesn't know who you are. Maybe they will. But if they don't, it doesn't matter. The world you live in, you're an influencer. Favor of God is on your life. You're filled to the fullness of God because of what He did. Amen? He said, no more to be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love, we may grow up in all things into Him who is the head, Christ, from which the whole body, remember, the church is what? It's His body. He's talking about the church here. From whom the whole body joined and knit together by, by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying itself in what? In love. The difference in, in people connected to the body, their leadership, and the world's leadership is that we have to lead in love. We have to live our lives demonstrating and being examples of the love of God. Well, it's got to be working in us first. When it's working in you, then it will come through you and affect other people's lives. And listen, when, when you're leading in love, people's lives change. People literally change for the good when you lead in love. Can you say amen to that? You know, I think another thing that I want to say just about the church is that <clears throat> you, you, you have to purpose in your life to believe in the church. You have to purpose to believe in it. Because there are so many opportunities for you 
to be offended or to bail from things that have to do with, quote, church life. But church life isn't, church life and the, and the, and the, you know, the flaws of church life or the failures in, in, in people or whatever, that is not the church. The church is what God is building that the gates of hell cannot prevail against. That, he's building the church. And you have to believe in what he's building in spite of people. Because if you bail, if you bail from continuing in the word, it's on you, not anybody else. Yeah, but you know, if they hadn't have done that, they hadn't have said that, they hadn't have acted like this, they hadn't have done these different things. No, no. Talk to the hand. Amen. Talk to God about it. You, you understand? Through the history of the world, there's never been an excuse that hell water for not continuing in the things of God. And it's, did, did we say at the beginning of this message, it's tough out there? <laughs> huh? I mean, it's intense out there. But I'm telling you, this right here, when I'm talking about this right here, I'm saying this right here in what you're hearing taught and what it's doing for you because God said that's how you grow in faith. You have the, you have the pastor bringing the Word of God. Sunday had pastor apostle bringing the Word of God. Different ones that we had not too long ago. We had someone else come in the fivefold ministry bringing the Word of God. What does it do? It builds, it equips you to do the work of the ministry. Then you just have to do it no matter what anybody else does. I've had to learn. If I'm going to get offended, then enemy's going to take me out. I have to live in an offended-free life. It doesn't matter it, when people aren't perfect and they don't do everything you need them to do. I'm telling you, you quit, it's on you. I wish it wasn't. I wish it wasn't. But it is. And we have to grow up. We have to grow up. We have to grow up. Well, Pastor, that's kind of hard. Talk to him. He wrote it. He had the Apostle Paul write it. He said, do what? Grow up. Hmm? Grow up. I mean, this is the time to be influencers. This is the time to rise up and accomplish things in the earth like we've never accomplished before. And I'm telling you, there can be days you go through, days and weeks and even seasons where you don't feel like doing anything, but you just keep doing it. You don't feel like it. If the, did the Bible ever say that you're going to always feel like doing what he told you to do? No. In fact, it shows you clearly there's going to be many days when you don't feel like doing it. You do it anyway. That's who and what the church is. That's us. Right? So, so people, I've had people say, well, you know, we're just waiting for the church. No, waiting for the church. I'm the church. I can't wait around for other people to get it and do what's supposed to do, what, do what's right. I've got to do what's right. You know what he said? He said, he blesses the righteous, the one who chooses to do what's right. Even though you make mistakes at time, it doesn't matter. We get back up. We, we dust ourselves off. We keep moving forward. He blesses the righteous with what? Favor is a shield around them everywhere they go. Favor, and what does that mean? Favor and influence everywhere you go. Why? Because you choose to do what he says and not be moved by all the other things you see. Yeah. Ephesians 3 and 8. Paul says to this, says this in light of 
Who's the church and what's the church? To me, who am less than the least of all saints, Paul's saying this about himself, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God who created all things through Jesus Christ. To the intent that now, to the intent that now, what he did, what Jesus did, what was hidden from the ages, now has been made known and Paul was, is empowered and has the anointing on his life to bring this revelation to Gentiles, to humanity. He's brought it to us through what we're doing right here. I'm bringing it to you by what I'm ministering to you right now. He says, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God, the Word of God, the revelation of God's Word going deep in us, in other words, the, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers and in, in the heavenly places according to the eternal purpose which He accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, what we're declaring to principalities and powers is what He already did. See, that's why I have to believe in the church. I have to believe that, listen, the church didn't, wasn't done away with when Jesus left or the twelve apostles all died. You understand? The church is here today in me, in you. And we've got to embrace that, put it to work, and not quit. He says here, it's because of what he accomplished, watch this, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through what? Through faith being developed and faith being used. Like I said in the beginning, faith being developed, faith being used. We have boldness we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in Him. Therefore, I ask that you do not lose heart at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. Not to lose heart because of the difficulties and the difficult things and situations that go on in the earth. There's difficult stuff. Do not lose heart. Know that what Jesus accomplished, He's empowered us, filled us up with, so we can do anything and everything He's told us to do. That's who and what the church is. Everybody say, that's me. I'm the church. First and foremost, I have to believe I'm the church. Then I have to believe I'm connected to the rest of the body because the works that Jesus did are not going to work on earth the way they did in His ministry unless we're connected, because it takes all of us doing our parts. When you know you're connected to something bigger than you, then you open yourself up to the manifestations of the Spirit of God in the earth to be used by God to see people's lives liberated and set free. Can you say amen? So much of the time, I think we miss things in their simplicity. Just a kind word to somebody can be used by God. Just a, somebody saying something and you know the answer to it and you're speaking to them, you know, into their life and all of a sudden you just say something and, it, and it's like, you know, tears come down their face or whatever. And, and it was because it was out of what he said and wanted to say to them. That's why he needs us. He's not going to, I mean, he can do whatever he wants to do. He wants to speak through the clouds to get somebody's attention, you know, or put, you know, the form of the crucifixion in a cloud or something that someone could see and, and that's ministering to them. I'm not saying that can't happen, but that's not the way he operates. He told us he operates through that still small voice. 
through the revelation, the wisdom and understanding of God that He has given to us and filled us up with. I'm telling you right now, you're filled to the fullness. What determines whether that fullness is operating in your life is you. You're the determining factor whether you do something with the word you hear. Number one, that you hear the word. We read in Ephesians uh, 3 or 4 what you have to do in positioning yourself to receive the word. Then we've read what you do with the word will make the difference in how we're influencers and we walk in the favor of God and we see people's lives changed and delivered. Why? Because we do it in the love of God. That's the difference. Amen? So I believe that, I'll just say it like this, we become the church through the passion, I'll just say this, I'm going to say it over myself. I have become the church in my life through the passion that I have had for the preached word. I mean, when, when my wife and I, the two years that we dated before we married, I mean, the, the, the preached word, I mean, we, we couldn't get enough of it. And we'd go everywhere. We'd travel everywhere. You know, we'd travel, we traveled, we lived out in West Texas, and we traveled from, where was that? Uh, Andrews, Texas, to hear R.W. Shambach. Woo! R.W. Shambach. He had a tent. It was in a tent. Yeah, something like that. It was, no, maybe it was in a building. But we went there, and he had the loudest speakers you've ever heard in your life. And by the time I left there, my head ached because of the sound. But I got the word. I was so passionate and hungry for the, word, for the preached word. That, that what, what determines whether you become the church within yourself and embrace it is the passion you have for the preached word and then what you do with what you hear. That's what determines it. When it's all said and done, when all the dust settles, what matters is what you do with the word preached. And when you, you're passionate for the preached word and you do something with it, there's no end to what can happen. Can you say amen? Now, I want to look at this passage and then, and then one more and then I'm finished. Psalm 8 and verse 1. <clears throat> Psalm 8 and verse 1. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants. You have ordained strength because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Now watch this. Man, I, I just... I've been, I've been meditating on this, these next couple of verses here for a long time. When I consider your heavens, this is, a, this is a psalm of David, and David is saying, when I consider your heavens and the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man? that you're mindful of Him. Anybody see the moon last night? Yeah. 
Standing in the driveway and just looking up. I mean, it lit every, you didn't need, you didn't need an outside light. It was just lit up, right? How glorious. Why, why would you, why, God, would you think about man? What, what is the deal? Why do you think about man? How glorious that is. Have you ever, you ever been somewhere in the, in, around the ocean where you've seen the dolphins? Man, they're just gorgeous. Or been out in a boat or whatever and you've seen the dolphins going there. They're gorgeous animals, aren't they? They're amazing animals. And David, you know what? What David got a glimpse of is what was going to happen several thousand years later. But he's meditating on what happened in Genesis 1. What is it about man that you're mindful of him? And in the same sentence, who did he mention? And the son of man that you visit him. In the same sentence, he talks about you and I and Jesus. Think think of all the glorious things. I mean, uh, I mean, Anybody, uh, uh, where's the, uh, in California, the mountain where we went, um, remember we drove through and big, Yosemite, yeah, <laughs> Yosemite. So, you know, anybody ever been there? Put your hand up if you've been to Yosemite. Yeah, one, all right. Anybody else? I mean, it's gorgeous. And you know, you know what happened? We went to Yosemite, and then, this is years ago, and then we left Yosemite and went to Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Reno first, and then Vegas. And our kids were little, and, and we were coming home. We stayed a night at Circus Circus, just to show them all the glitter and the glamour and all that stuff that was there. But man, when we were in Yosemite, I mean, you just, you kind of wept. Whatever the, the half dome or whatever they call that, these waterfalls coming down and trees like bigger than, you know, all of us put together, you know, the trunk of a tree. I mean, it, it was massive. It was gorgeous. He made all that. I mean, look how glorious, so many glorious things that are here. And yet, he's mindful of us. Why? Because we're the church. <laughs> He's mindful of us. He's all, I mean, I get chills when I think about it. He's all about me because I'm the church. He's all about you because you're the church and we were created to lead this planet. I'm telling you, I, I'm getting such vision about these days ahead. We're going to lead this thing. Huh? I mean, I, I'm not... I'm not talking, listen to me, I'm not talking about going against people and going against governments. There's something, there's something about an attitude that you can have toward other people created in the image of God that are stupid because they don't know God. I mean, and do stupid things because they don't know God. But you can develop an attitude toward them that is ungodly, that hinders the anointing of God and will hinder you from being a leader in the earth because we have to lead through the love of God. Right. Did you hear me? And I, I was real adamant about stupid. Right? Because 
Have you ever done something stupid? Hmm? Okay, so we have to be forgiving people, and you have to live in that place, and you have to live in the love of God, and you've got to work out how you're going to lead through the love of God, because it doesn't look like you can lead in love. How many agree with that? I mean, it looks like you got to be, I mean, you got to, you know, you got to fight, you know, ugly with ugly. That's what it looks like. But that's not it. But see, that's not us. Because what do we have? The wisdom and the favor of God. And it just works. If we'll do it His way and not try to figure it out our way, we'll accomplish that. And yet, that's why He's so mindful of us. And he's so mindful of what his son accomplished for us. He's so mindful of that. That's all he thinks about. That's where his meditation is, is what scripture like this says. He's so mindful. You know, David's saying, you know, the glorious stars and man, you know, Yosemite. And, and he's saying all these kind of, and the dolphins and the whales and the, and the, the glory. And man? Well, what, 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 what's the deal with us? Huh? Because you sit around and look at man, I mean, because see what man does is says, okay, well, you know, you're all right, but I know this you did, and I know this one, and everybody keeps a score. So, and one of us any good. Why are you so mindful of us? He so, he so loved us that he gave the best of heaven so that we could be delivered, set free, be the church of Jesus Christ in the earth. So when he left, it didn't have to be over with. Actually, when he left, it started. Amen? And it's been going ever since. And what is the planet waiting for? You and I to rise up, be who we were created to be, be the church, and allow the favor and the influence and the blessing and the anointing of God to lead this planet because the planet is groaning for it. Can you make a difference here in Kerrville, Texas? You can make a difference around the world. Around the world. My wife and I traveled. We were gone for seven days. And in that seven-day period, the influence that we hold and have touched so many different people. This morning I was thinking about it. I was just thinking about all the people's lives. I'm not talking about spectacular things necessarily. I'm talking about supernatural things. People, people get encouraged when they're around somebody that's encouraging. <laughs> right? And if it's no more than that, just being encouraging that you're not letting things of the world take you down. Oh my God, we can't do anything. Well, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But then you can say that, but are you living like that? Right? Not going against people and the laws and, the, the, and, and when people come at you and they, they expect things out of you that are immoral and illegal and they'll go against the word, you have to stand up, but he'll give you the wisdom how to stand up. Yeah, that's right. God would never give you wisdom that was to, you know, tear someone else up. I was, I was at... You've, some of you have heard this, some of you haven't. But I was at a Republican state convention one time. 
man, I was pumped. I was going there, man, I ready to republicanize the world, you know? And I get to that state convention, and man, I'm sitting there thinking, these people are annihilating the names of these others on the other side. And I'm thinking, okay, I mean, I see what you're saying. I see what you don't like about this or that or whatever, you know? But I'm thinking, this ain't the way to do it. I've never been back. When I vote, and I vote every single time, I vote my conscience. I vote because my conscience is the voice of my spirit. So I'm going to find out how to vote, and that's the way I'll vote. I don't vote Republican or Democrat. I vote my conscience. I find out what people believe, and, and as close as I can get to somebody believing and, and standing for things that I believe are right, that's how I vote. And it all changed that day when I went to that state convention. And I saw the venom in the people there. And I thought, you know, whatever you accuse other people of being, you're no different. Because of the attitude and the things that, that were being, you know, shown there. And I'm thinking, that's not God. There's a way to do it. And the key to it is hearing his voice and then doing what he says. You understand? Getting, get behind things. Support things. Support what's going on. We have to, but we have to do it in a leadership role, non-emotional, hearing the voice of God and doing what's right because it's right. Not because someone else says it's right. Somebody else can say it's right and they can try to convince you, but yet in your spirit, you're hearing the Holy Spirit say, eh, I don't know about all that. Back off. Back off. Don't get lured left or right or in the middle or anywhere else. Hear God's voice and do what He says. Can you say amen? amen? You have made Him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under His feet, all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, fish of the sea, that pass through the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is Your name in all the earth. Woo! How glorious and excellent that he is in all the earth. Amen? Who did, who did he give authority to? He gave it to the, to the Son of Man, Jesus Christ. And Ephesians 1 says, Jesus gave it to us. God, why are you mindful of that? Because the Son of Man became the Son of Man to be our elder brother that led us into being able to have the authority and be filled with the fullness of God now in this earth. So that the church of Jesus Christ, do not be ashamed of the church. Do not back off from whatever. I don't care what the church has done or things you don't like about the church. Stay faithful to the church of Jesus Christ because that's what God is building, His church. Amen? Even when people screw up and people do wrong and the church has done wrong, I take responsibility for the wrong that the church has done. I take responsibility for that because I'm part of it. Amen? I'm connected to it. But it doesn't mean that the church is going out. You don't, throw, you, know, you don't throw everything out just because there's some bad apples or some things that have happened or people just made mistakes. Yeah. You don't give up on it. We're not giving up on the church. Can you say amen? amen. And my last <clears throat> passage here is what I just quoted. And I read this last week, but I'm not going to read the whole thing. <clears throat> and he said, 
in verse 17, he said, And also I say to you, you're Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. When he first started talking to Peter, he called him Simon Barjona. And he said, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven. And then he said, and I also say to you that you're Peter. And that's one form of rock. And he said, on this rock, which is another form of rock, the rock that Peter is is a rock you can throw. The rock that he's talking about that he'll build his church on is the foundational rock of who God is, his wisdom and his favor, his understanding. You can't throw that rock. You can't even move that rock. Nothing will move that rock. Can you say amen? He said, Peter, on that rock, I'll build my church that what? The gates of hell shall not prevail against, and I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. In other words, what he's saying is, what's been loosed and bound is what now we have the authority to loose and bind on the earth. He's given us that. That's who the church is, and that's what the church is called to do. To live here, to lead people, to allow in this day and hour, in this day and hour, what God has promised to be manifested in the earth. And they're not going to see it any other way unless we lead by example. You know, we're, we're not like the animals. When he said, when, when David's asking God, God, why are you so mindful of mankind? What's the deal with man? We're not the animals. The whales are amazing. The dolphins are amazing. Right? I mean, you've been to the zoo or, you know, if you've not been to other countries or whatever and you've seen lion, you know, lions and different forms of tigers. They're, they're beautiful specimens. They're amazing animals. But they're not us. No animal is us. We were created in the image of God. Animals weren't. I like animals. I'm not a, like an animal hater or something like that. You can't hate anything and walk in the power of God. You can't hate a thing. You have to get over it all. But the animals were not created in the image of God. They were created by God, but not in His image. We were. That's why He's so mindful of mankind. And God gave us the animals to enjoy, take care of, be a blessing in our life, but they're not us. There's a lot of people that don't agree with that today. That's fine, but I'm just, the only, only thing I can base that on, only thing I can base it on is what the Word says. Again, I say, He created us in His image. He created everything else to be controlled and ruled and oversaw by, by human beings. But we were created in His image. And why is He mindful? Because we're the church, which is his body in the earth. And the hope of the world, the hope of the world is that the church will do what he says. Can you say amen? It's a great day to be a, to be a part of the church. Do not let anything discourage you from being a part of the church of Jesus Christ in the earth. Amen? You have to, to do that, you have to be a part of a local body and a congregation of people like right here. Do not let anything discourage that in your life because it is your life source connection to accomplish everything that he put you here to accomplish. Amen? In the name of Jesus.